What's up, Mets fans? Happy All-Star break. The Mets are 40-50, and 50, 10 games under 500. Mickey Calloway. He made it. Made it so far. I don't know. Do you think he's going to be the manager on Friday? Yeah. All right. So Mickey made it so far. We're 90 games in. Mets are 10 games under. Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Jacob DeGrom are all in Cleveland for the All-Star game. Big Pete, Polar Pete, is on deck for tonight's home run derby, and uh, I think he's probably the favorite. What do you think? 30 home runs at the break? Pretty impressive. I like his chances. We're going to go through the we bracket are. a little later. I'm excited. We're going to win some money tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's a, what is it, $250,000 bracket? Is that what it is? $250,000 bracket on the uh, MLB website, so we're going to pick our selections here, and I didn't let Lizzie know yet, but... We, we were going to go halves. Oh, shout out to Lizzie behind the scenes. What's hey. up, Lizzie? Hey. We were going to go halves on if we select the winners and win this 250 grand. We'll give you a little cut, though. Thank you. All right. So, uh, but you got to pick one. You got to be right. Yeah. You got to be right. So, the way it works you're not, is. You're not just freeloading in here. You got to <laughs> oh. contribute oh, here <laughs> and have the big winner somewhere. So, Pete, uh, for those not watching live or watching the replay, they don't know that you're rocking the Rallyman cape today. Was this a, a, a bet? Did you lose a bet? No, I, I won a bet, I think. You no. made a commitment. Rally man, uh, after the game, was at the game on uh, was it Wednesday. Tuesday. He, Tuesday. He presented me with this cape, so I took it as an honor. I said I'd wear it on the show. <laughs> I think it's flattering for me. I, I never thought I was a cape person, but... I don't know. The capes are catching <laughs> I think on. It's, I think it's kind of working, you know? <laughs> the capes seem to be catching on in the section. I made a joke with Kelly the other day. Uh, she didn't make it to the uh, to the game. Brody took her seat. And um, she's pulling out of the driveway. And I'm like, oh, my, my cape didn't come in yet. I ordered it on Amazon. And she, like, stopped the car. Like, Arr! She's like, you didn't really order a cape, did you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's coming in the mail. She's like, if you ever wear a cape to a game, I've never sitting next to you ever again. Yeah, my wife did not... <laughs> approve of the cape as i left the apartment today you know it's rally man it kind of <laughs> seems look. like it fits rally man rally man looks good in a cape uh you look pretty good in a cape too i think uh you know <laughs> maybe be part of the part of the repertoire now you know every monday cape day cape day uh, cape day monday all cape right guys tuesday cape monday so <laughs> what we are doing today we are giving away two gift cards for the seven lines website all you gotta do is click that little share button now if you're watching on facebook retweet if you are on uh, Twitter slash Periscope right now, if you want to give a call, though, 631-388-5195 is the number to dial. Lizzie will uh, put you through with uh, Pete and myself, whatever you want to talk about, Mets or whatever. How was your 4th of July weekend? What would you do? Anything fun? It was great. I had uh, a couple of brunches, hung out with some friends this weekend. Parents came over, took care of the baby for a little while, so we were able to, to go out and have that other part of life for a little while. Nice. So it was, uh, it was cool. Good weekend. How about you? Oh. Uh, well, Lizzie was over on Thursday. We had a little barbecue in the yard. Little? Shout out to yeah, it was a well, it was a, it was a kind of a rager. Yeah. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I told you on the drive over, Pete. The the party was still going on at like almost one a.m. and I'm like, I'm ready for bed. So I put myself to sleep. We had two kegs of McKellar at the house. Shout out to McKellar. And uh, the, the the beers were flowing. The the grill was was uh, was cooking, and it's a fun time. We had a bunch of bunch of fireworks it was a fun time now, are you operating the grill are no you like no tony soprano making it all happen in your backyard no, no i just uh my brother-in-law manned the grill i manned the uh let me play cornhole and drink beer all day <laughs> so that's that's what i did it you was manned fun time. the fireworks yeah fireworks were pretty lit uh i was ner i was nervous really yeah yeah, it was pretty professional. Uh, I think I, there. I think I must have screamed, Darren! Well, you know, like, it is like the times. all the Queens people don't realize that the uh, Suffolk County is the Wild West in July. Like last night, people are just having fireworks shows. It's not even Fourth of July anymore, and uh, there's uh, there's only so many things you can get away with in Queens. I mean, back in the day, we we're doing our yeah, thing, I'll jumping jacks and blockbusters. But I live in Astoria, and I, I can look out a little bit from my apartment, and you could see. Amateur I'm fireworks it, popping right? up all over the place, even in Queens. I just feel like, well, I don't know. It's not like Suffolk where I, you know, in the backyard growing up, there would be the fireworks would, you know, it'd still be on the ground. After oh, yeah, 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 They yeah, come yeah. down, they're in the yard and stuff. The like, where did all these things come from? But, uh, yeah, it, it's not quite Suffolk, but, you know, right, 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 there's right, right. fireworks out in Queens. No, too. I understand, but you know what I mean? Like out here, no, these bigger backyards, fireworks, uh, bonfires and then, Yeah, and, and then other people's backyards were also getting crazy. It was 
It's not like there's a competition. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, we were yelling. The neighbors. At, yeah. So uh, Tuesday <laughs> night, you, you talked about how you got your uh, jersey there from Mr. Rallyman. So Brody came to sit with well, us. I got the jersey from you, the cape from Rallyman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm, all, I'm ready now. So Brody came to sit with us, here. just like you honored your commitment to uh, to Rally Man to Rock the Cape. Brody honored his February first commitment to come sit with us, and you know a lot of people on the internet see this as this would have been a prime opportunity for me to spit in Brody's face and tell him that he's been doing a horrible job, and that clearly is not the case for uh, for what went down. So I'm not going to have the guy sit next to me and basically just shit on him. So you know we did talk, and it wasn't an interview scenario where everything was. On on the record where I'm going to put a transcript on Twitter afterwards, but yeah. I certainly voiced uh, the displeasure of the way things have been going. And um, I did mention to him, which, uh, you know, this is not, you know, uh, you know, throwing shade or anything. It's, it's, he's pretty, uh, not hiding, but he was so over the top on social media and so everywhere in the beginning. And now it's to the point where when things go south and like the press has been pointing out, which I, I didn't even know was a thing, uh, he's kind of nowhere to be seen. And like you said last week, it's, it's his job to uh, put the team in the position or in the best position that he possibly can to win. And when things don't go right, you got to kind of face the music here. And, you know, I, I brought that up to him, and I think that he needs to be doing a better job with that. Well, let me ask you, are you with Brody the whole time? Was it, yeah. Was it awkward at all? So he, for those that don't know, he went to McKellar, where everybody was hanging out before the game, and then sat in the front row mm -hmm. with you for four and a half innings. Yep. And yep. then he, he rolled out at that point. But would you say it was awkward? No. How would you describe the it? The only thing that was awkward was the press that kind of followed him down there. There was a few guys in the press that stood on the steps, which I didn't even realize till afterwards. Like, I, I don't look behind me during the game. And I saw photos afterwards. I don't know who they were, but a few reporters were standing on the steps, kind of blocking people's view. And that's kind of awkward because they're they're not there for the Brody show. Like Brody was there to 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 learn about the group. And uh, you know, he wrote some place afterwards. I guess someone had asked him like, what was the purpose of this? And uh, he heard that we were a passionate group of fans and wanted to learn more about the group. And you know, he asked a lot of questions and. He asked me if I would uh, trade Zach Wheeler, which I actually said yes. I'm like, you know, at this point of what's been going on. So we, we had a little kind of small talk, you know, and it wasn't awkward. It was uh, everyone that was saying on Twitter that they were going to chirp and say this or that. There was little quips here and yeah, there. Yeah, I'll say I was two rows behind Brody for most of the games and off to the side. So I couldn't hear everything, but it seemed like a lot of people went up. They, they got the selfies and things like that. It's, yeah. And you were sitting there. Maybe you would know. It seemed like people were nice. But then everyone, when you they were like just out of earshot, you start hearing the quips and and things like that a little bit more that maybe resonate more with the rest with the you know a lot of the yeah true feelings of the fan base at the time. But I mean, you certainly saw it, and that's that. I guess that is the one reporter I, I realized was there. Uh, Zach, I don't know who he works for, but Zach, the post, the post, uh, writes Brody chance that there was Brody chance, and you sat there. I mean, if that happened, I would I would certainly admit it, but the. When you hear the word, there's a chant going on. It's like it's, the group is. It sounds like the something. whole section. Yeah. So I'm not saying. I mean, I think uh, Shouty actually said that she was uh, when he was walking out. She was like Brody, like whatever. But there well, was clearly, certainly no Brody. There was no chants yeah. like that, which well, is weird. There, there might have been one or two people, but right. it wasn't like I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. And I did not. Hear I think it. that's part of you know being in a group, right? A right. couple people do things as part of the group. It gets written about. Zach didn't even say, like, he didn't tweet that the whole section chanted it. He Brody just said chants. there are Brody chants. So it, in people's minds, sounds like the whole section's doing it. Right. And that's not the case. But that's that's always the danger but of being part of a group, right? Three people do something stupid and they represent everybody. Exactly. And that certainly makes it makes me feel a little certain way, too, because, like... And it doesn't have to be stupid. I shouldn't say that. No, but, but you know, know what I mean. Like, it's... In a bigger picture. We didn't ask for this. I didn't. Re yeah. I didn't extend the olive, olive branch in the offseason. Say, please come sit with us. Uh, I think it was a great sign of respect on his part to come sit with us. That was great. But I was nervous about this the entire season so far, and I, I, I brought it up almost every week. Like, how many more days till Brody sits with us? And I would mm -hmm. say to you, like, I think it's going to go bad. And when I first saw him in uh, McKellar, I said to him, like. Are you ready for this? And he said, there's no shot in hell I was backing out of this. You know, I made a commitment. I'm here to to, to honor that. And it props to him. You know, it's uh, – I said 
to some of the reporters, uh, you know, it takes a lot of balls to be out here. And I think that it did not because we're a rowdy bunch that are going to, you know, uh, put middle fingers in his face. It takes a lot of balls to kind of face a group of fans that could have potentially said or done something that uh, could have been seen as uh, a huge sign of disrespect. But you know what? The the reason why I, I chirped back a couple days ago and people kind of saw that this was like a slap in the face to, to Brody and it wasn't. Um, I really had no idea that the press was having as much of a hard time to kind of get words in with him over the past couple of weeks. I didn't know that. Um, I know that he's not as visible on Twitter and, you know, all his, his videos he's been doing in the offseason. But when I think Puma had wrote that he's kind of nowhere to be seen, uh, Joe DeMeo replied and said that a big part of being the GM in New York is being available to the media. Brody had no issue showing his bravado in the offseason. Now that things aren't going well, he's nowhere to be found. And I quote tweeted that and he said, well, he's not wrong. you know." And people said, whoa, he sits with you on Tuesday and you call him out on Saturday. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? Number one, we didn't ask for him to sue with us. Number two, it is part of your job. Well, they could is- be different things, right? Well, what he did on Tuesday goes above and beyond the job, right? Like, right. That's kind of separate to have that kind of fan outreach during a game. There's not a whole lot that I can really compare it to to any other sports or teams in the area or outside the area. I mean, it's kind of unique that the general manager would actually yeah, sit very. in a fan section for half the game and hang out with everybody. But that's not what we're grading him on as far as what his job is. His job is the wins, the losses, and he hasn't done a very good job with that, uh, clearly, overall this season. So, uh, and, and again, you know, part of it is explaining what's gone wrong, what you're going to do to fix it, and that hasn't been happening of late. And it's something that Sandy Alderson would do it routinely. The first game of every homestand, Sandy met with the media. And you got the latest of what was happening, his thoughts, whatever it might be. Is it pleasant for everybody? No, right. not when things are going poorly, right. but it's something that you, you have to do, you should do, and it's something that Brody's now going to do on Friday. But it's in Miami, so you won't have the full press contingent there. Right, right, right. It'll just be the beat riders and the, and the people that travel with the team that'll be there to, to talk to Brody. So I brought this up yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I don't know. This whole weekend's a freaking blur. But uh, I put something on my Twitter account because uh, I remembered I had posted a poll back in January. And this was clearly after the, uh, the Kalanick and Don and the trade with Seattle to bring Diaz and, and Cano here. But um, clearly it's hindsight. But 95% of voters in January graded Brody as a B minus or higher. 5% said C or worse. So even after that trade was done, clearly no one has the crystal ball. No one's going to know that Diaz is going to be a uh, shell of his former self of last season and that the entire bullpen was going to be shit. But I had zero expectations that Robinson Cano was going to be this savior, this this big bat. Last year, coming off the steroid suspension, he had a pretty strong half of the season to close it out. And if he continued that, that would have been great. I mean, he had a pretty strong spring training. But I wasn't looking at this season as, or even that trade as, Cano's coming in here to be, you know, uh, a superstar. I was really hoping that Diaz was going to be who Diaz was. And if the bullpen wasn't such shit, we wouldn't be in the position we we were in right now. And uh, we wouldn't be 10 games under 500. 500, And Brody would be perceived a lot better. Yeah, the trade has gone far worse than anybody could have imagined. But it was still a bad trade. It was a bad baseball trade at the time. They were making a win-now move that they didn't really back up with the rest of the offseason. But look, just because the fans at the time 95%. gave him a, a passing grade, gave him a B on the offseason, who cares? We're not judging Brody Van Wagner or any of these general managers on, do I think it was a good move at the time? It's about results. But the, if everybody hated his offseason and the Mets were 30 games over 500, we'd be saying... Wow, he really he saw some things that other teams and we didn't see. And boy, what a genius. It went the opposite way. And so he messed up. But he had the, a bad offseason. He did. He did. the way and to put it. The only reason I bring it up is for the amount of people who say, I knew this was going to happen. Or I, I never said it was going to be, uh, uh, you know, a slam dunk. But I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I think you gave him a B. I gave him a B. And he over overwhelmingly positive in the offseason. And shit didn't work out. But let's get the phones. Herman, who is a uh, avid caller of the show. What's up, Herman? I gave him a B. I gave him a B. Herman. Over, 
Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? How you doing? Not bad, brother. Hey, Peter, I like the cake, man. You look like Charlie. Thanks, yeah, I appreciate it. We're <laughs> doing a magic show in a little while. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, first of all, man, I honestly want to know who the hell came up with that BS that we were giving a Brody chance. Where did uh, that come from? I guess, I don't know. Uh, someone. Uh, Zach from the Post tweeted it. I'm sure he's not making anything up. I'm sure he heard the chant. And it could only be a couple of people, and that was enough for him to rip off the tweet. And it sounds like much more than it was. Exactly. So, somebody did bring a Brody Fathead time. picture, by the way. Yeah. But, you know, Herman, so, I, I wanted to give you a little shout-out because you had a pretty good um, you had a pretty good little quip there. So Herman comes down and he's like, Brody! And he turns around and he's like, no calls. And Brody <laughs> was like, what? He's like, no calls, no calls. He's like, what is he talking about? I'm like, no calls. You can't text the, the dugout today. <laughs> and then he like, got a little laugh out of that. So that was, that was a good one, Herman. Oh, my God. You know something? That's not what I was trying to tell him. Oh, what, my what, accent that killed you. What were you trying to say? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you, li if you live in Connecticut, you would understand when I say no tolls. You know, the tolls when you go to the bridge. Oh, no tolls. So trying to, uh -huh. Yes. And he's a Connecticut guy, so he would understood what that meant. Oh, okay. I, th I, I well, no, way, no calls would have been a better one. I now, told, either way. I told him that you listen, meant that, uh, you know, shouldn't call the bullpen. Or the dog but you know what? That, that, was, that, that was still a good one. But anyhow, <laughs> there's one thing I want to clarify. That whole incident with that reporter, uh -huh. when I had to get in the middle of it, that was a guy named Wally with a W from the Daily News. That's oh, who that guy was. Right. Yeah, I couldn't remember the guy's name. So. Wally Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And and, I, and the whole deal was listen, the guy came. Yeah. The guy came in. I started telling him about the group, and all he was trying to fish was for something negative. Yo, well, what about this trade? What about that trade? I'm telling the guy, listen, man. The guy came down. He he did what he said he was going to do. We're not going to jump on him. We're not that type of group. Darren is then talking to him. I'm pretty sure he's telling him what he needs to hear. We don't need to be the ones jumping on him. Because at the end of the day, he was gracious enough to come down and sit with us and, and do what he said that he did. The guy said, I'm a magician. Shit happens. If the season didn't go the way nobody wanted it, what are you going to do? So you can't just come in here and fight with the guy. I mean, the whole time he was down there, anybody that walked up to him, he would get up, shake their hand. The kids come down to him. He would sit down with the kids, tell them about the game for a few seconds, take a good picture with him. It was a good experience for a lot of people. So people need to stop looking at the negative and look at the positive. Because at the end of the day, we're already losing. What are we going to do? Right, right. All right, Herman. You know, I pre appreciate the call. We'll see you at the stadium. All right, man? All right, brother. Be good, man. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah, so what he's talking about, I you know, we kind of alluded to before with uh, the reporters clogging the, the steps there. And, I, you know, the fans kind of they pay good money to sit in the seats and then they couldn't even watch the game. So, um, anyway, we have beers in front of us. We haven't even opened yet. We're 20 minutes into the show. Shout out. I drank so much freaking McKellar this past week. Not that it's a bad thing, but I'm sure you'll get through. Why not one more somehow? Happy Monday. <laughs> uh Oh, what happened? You broke it. Uh, it didn't open up very oh, cleanly. No. Watch your finger. You don't want to get a you, new one. Can you get him a new one? Yeah. Wah, wah. Look at that. All right, well, I'm going to have a sip while I wait. <laughs> the wit-wit. The wit-wit. Shout out to McKellar, which I'm sure you guys know by now is inside the ballpark. So head on over to Seaver Way. McKellar is back to their um, to their regular schedule. I mean, clearly the Mets are away right now, but the tap room is open every uh, Wednesday through Sunday. There's special hours. Uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Clearly, they are open during Mets games, but the Mets are away. It was great before the game it's there, fun, by right? the way. It was a fun atmosphere. You had, obviously, the seven-line group, but you had Mets fans, Yankee fans. It was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it was packed out. Nice it was cool in there before the game. And, you know, that was like a last-minute thing for us. We initially wanted to tailgate, but with, I, you know, selfishly, I'm like, hey, I can get there early, but not everyone can because they got work. So uh, it, was a, it was a better idea for us to move the tailgate or the pregame to McKellar, and it was mobbed. It was a fun time. But uh, head on over. They haven't updated their website yet. I don't know if they are Seaver Way as well, but they're on uh, 126th Street around the back of the ballpark. They're open Wednesday through Sunday, and what I wanted to let you guys know about is their trivia night. So every Wednesday they have a trivia night, 
It's uh, free to play. You just go there and hang out at the brewery. And uh, topics range from, you know, all different kind of categories. Starts at 7, goes to 9 o'clock. There are prizes for the winners, such as uh, tap room gift cards. I got some Mets categories. I might win that. Hey, you should, you're so close. You should go to that. If you can get out on a Wednesday night, you're not working one of your 10 jobs. Yeah. So uh, head on over to McKellar. 7 to 9 on Wednesdays. Trivia night. Teams are limited to 6 uh, to a max of six people and uh, sounds like a good time so shout out to them and uh, thank you for the brewskis I'm on the United with cheers as you, usual you big trivia night guy you ever do that I've done I, I've gone to a few trivia nights uh, Kelly and I hit a few and uh, unfortunately since I don't really watch a lot of TV and things like that I'm not good at trivia I'd rather play like bingo there's no thought behind that <laughs> bingo you at the bar attention the whole time with bingo well you know what the the good thing is with uh having teams of six i think that I, you know i know some stuff uh yeah you know, see, a lot everyone of it's has culture, a strength you know yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah like i i don't know anything about music so i always need a strong music person to be around to help me out with that but any sports question like all right i'll jump on that i'll handle that and that's all i'm really good for so i have to hope that i get a lot of my questions the worst part of trivia though is when you got to come up with the name yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That kills There's me. There's always usually. a couple funny ones. Uh, what was our name on um, – our bowling team name last year was – we thought this was kickball because it's uh, – L.I. Kick is the name of the league, and a lot of the people that are in the league play kickball, and we signed up, and we thought that was a pretty funny one. But um, maybe that's not funny, but for us it seemed like it was. So uh, what was I going to say to you? It's on the tip of my tongue here. I don't know what it was well, going to be. Well, uh, I'm curious. You were uh, oh, sitting that... next to Brody at the game. Did he at, at any point try to grab a, one of the bolted down chairs? I mean, it's good that they're locked into the cement <laughs> out there. Huh? He's a little fired up this week, apparently. This was a few days prior to uh, Brody tossing the chair and the coaches uh, in the locker room there. But, you know, things like this, it's really weird. Weird thing with the Mets. Stuff always seems to le get leaked. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's purposely done to get people in trouble or kind of stir the pot a little bit, but it, it's usually like a player's on its, his way out, and right when he's gone, XYZ comes out about his character or something that happened in the clubhouse or yada yada. So, yeah, I mean, I guess frustrations levels frustration frustration levels are high. Mickey says, "Oh, we're both passionate guys, and you know things sometimes happen." Yeah, I don't care that Brody Van Wagen and threw a chair. I, I think a lot of us appreciate the passion. Yeah. I, I bet there are a couple of fans that have been throwing chairs, uh, you know, at their own houses the way that this season is gone. And you want the people that are in charge to care as much as you do. So as long as he's not throwing a chair at anybody, I don't think it's the end of the world here. But as you alluded to, the fact that this becomes public right away, that is the bigger concern to me about what's happening with the Mets because this is the second time within two weeks that you've had a story unflattering to Brody Van Wagenen leaked to Mike Puma of the New York Post. And the other one, of course, that we kind of alluded to before texting was the texting uh, to the training staff or into the dugout and, and taking Jacob DeGrom out of that game against Arizona last month. So this is now twice that something that really should stay within closed doors gets out and it makes you wonder, well, why are these things getting out? It's not just because it's so interesting, I got to go run and tell the reporter. Right. It's because there's probably frustration maybe with Brody or elsewhere within the, the front office, the coaching staff, and you can't be successful if you don't have everybody on the same side and one person's trying to make another person look bad right. along the way. And you, you look terrible oh, along yeah, the way yeah. as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's the this is nothing new with the Mets. This is the way that these things have gone for years uh, and beyond anybody in the front office beyond just about anybody you know in the club um so i you know <laughs> well when you hear it's just, it's just it's decades that this has been happening but it i think it's a bad sign that now with this group this coaching staff this general manager you have this stuff happening more than once within a couple of weeks well when you hear stuff like this you'd expect it if a guy like wally was around if you've watched the uh the wally the, backman yeah the peanuts whatever it was uh, all of his videos on youtube when he was a coach uh throwing chairs and getting crazy but uh i liked this zing yesterday from uh michael paff P-F-A-F-F, -F, if I'm saying it correctly. The uh, Long Island Ducks have won the uh, the championship, and uh, he retweeted it with, and no chairs were thrown. I thought that was a pretty good one. Mm. Pretty good quip there. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, you know, the the stuff that goes on behind closed doors, it's it's very weird that things always just seem to come to light. And and like you said, when things get leaked, it's, it kind of stirs the pot. And, um, you know, I'm really surprised that Mickey has lasted as long as he has. If they had, I mean, they blew another one on Friday. If they would have got swept this weekend, I don't know. I don't know if he makes it till Friday. This coming Friday. Well, at this point, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, you know, I, well, this, is, this is the way the Mets are trying to play it, though, kind of both sides. They won't say that they're sellers. But they're sellers. Did you hear they're, Mickey they're say we're still in, in this? Well, Give me a know, fucking break. They're all over the place, Even right? I wouldn't say that we're still in this at this Three point. weeks ago, they need a miracle. Right. There's been no miracle right. <laughs> in the week since. And now it's, well, we could still make a run at this in the second half. Look, I understand you don't want to necessarily wave the white flag and demoralize your team, demoralize the fan base. So this is the kind of stuff that ends up happening. Um but overall, I'm a very positive I, I guy. Just, you know what? If, if they think they're still in it, mm-hmm. fire Mickey. If they're not still in it and they're selling, who cares? Go on, replace them in the offseason. I mean, right. already now, uh, Andy Martino of SNY had the story that the Mets are starting to ask about Joe Girardi and, and get a lay of the land of how he did with the Yankees and what he is all about and become more familiar with him and, and get some information. You figure Girardi would be one of the people that would be up for this job whenever it does open up, whether that be in a few weeks or in the off season. And, and, and to be honest, if the Mets are going to sign somebody like Joe Girardi. It's not going to happen next week right. or this week. Right. It'll happen in the off season when they have a chance to interview Girardi who knows, Showalter, some of the bigger names that are out there now, but also you know, some bench coaches that are good. How do things play out in Chicago with Joe Madden? Is he someone that you would consider bringing in? You know, these are all things that have to play out, so you might as well wait until November, October, whatever it might be, uh-huh. do all these interviews and then figure out who that the next guy is going to be. Otherwise, it's going to be, what, Jim Riggleman for a few months, and you hope you get a spark. Right, right. I don't it's know, worth man. a shot, but... It's, um, speaking of a spark, I mean, I, I kind of got... Roasted on Twitter yesterday, and I want to take get your take on this. Uh, clearly, Ariad is unhinged. He uh, <laughs> he talks to the press after the game on Saturday night uh, that if uh, Frazier's got a problem, he can come see me, and I'll dent his skull. So clearly, he went. Uh, he didn't. He didn't mince his words. And uh, the way he delivers it, though, is it's like crazy. chilling, right? It's crazy. But I wrote like he's not even saying it like looking for a reaction, right? right. I mean, just like, yeah, like rubbing slow his, rubbing his beard. Just talking shit. Just casually, yeah, I'll put a dent in his skull. No emotion in his eyes or anything. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wild. He's, uh, I would he, not mess with that guy. So I wrote on Twitter, uh, you know, in not so many words, Noah said something very similar in 2015, and we all loved it. And clearly he didn't say he was going to dent anyone's skull, but he said, if you yeah. got a problem, you know, come see me and that's we'll a, fight. That's a big line, though. No, of course, of course. Denting but, of the skull. But I didn't take it as – I guess people had a different uh, perception or uh, thought of what he meant. If he said, come see me and I'll dent your skull, yeah, I, that doesn't mean a pitch to me because come see me. He does, he's not going to leave the box and then go back to the box and get hit in the head. So I didn't take it as I'm going to throw at you. If, if a pitcher says, I'm going to throw at your head, then yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. See, but, I don't know, but dent your skull to me sounds like a baseball it does, it hitting does. it. I don't think – if I thought about punching somebody, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, I'm going to dent your skull. Like if I'm going to punch you, I'm not punching you in the side of the head and the I, skull. I, I'm punching you in the face and rearranging your face. There's a million <laughs> different ways to put it if I'm going to punch you. But if I'm going to throw a baseball at you, denting the skull seems like it would be a pretty natural way to do I it. I am 110% right? on board with what you're saying. But when he says, come see me, yeah. it didn't. to me, it didn't mean I'm going to throw at your head. So you Maybe know, he'll take the rosin bag and dent his skull with that. I don't, you I'm know, not here to defend there? Jake Arrieta. I think he's fucking crazy. And, <laughs> but all I wrote was, uh, you know, he didn't say, I'm going to throw at your head. And people can kind of listen to and hear what they want to hear, but that's not what he said. And, and you know what? Last, yesterday in the broadcast, Keith Hernandez echoed exactly what I said. He's like, I didn't take it that way. Uh, I took it as come see me and we'll fight. And that's exactly what, what uh, Noah said in not so many words. It's funny, the old school, new school, right? Like, I guess oh, I'm yeah, old school. we used to know. talk like this all the time. And this is the way, like, really? Like, people used to say, oh, I'm going to dent your skull. And then everyone's like, okay, that's all cool. Well, you know, uh, you'd have a problem with it 30 years ago. 
just like you would today. There was more, there weren't the warnings and all the protections in place. And that was what frustrated Todd Frazier and the Mets. Because there the was a warning. They don't get their shot, right? right? And if they do take their shot, somebody's going to get thrown out. Now, Wilmer Font threw behind Hoskins yesterday. So if that was the shot, or hit him in the leg or whatever, but if that was the shot, that was it. Then, of course, Hoskins homered again later. He didn't go around the bases 35 seconds or whatever it was last time yeah. with um, Jacob Rame, but... I like the beef, though. You know what I mean? I, I no, clearly, I don't, I don't want I, guys to go out there and kill each other on the field. But like, you don't want you don't want to see anybody up. getting like hurt right. with a you know pitch hitting you, right, breaking right, right, your right, rib, right. or you know, God forbid, hitting you in the head. I understand that. Like there was another play too. I don't know if you saw this in Houston yesterday, and, and with the Angels. So Jake Marisnik is trying to score. He thinks he has a path on the inside as he's coming in, and the throw is up the line a little bit. So Jonathan Lucroy, the catcher, comes up, and Marisnik, to me, it looked like he thought he had a path, and then he didn't, and then he braced for impact. And by bracing for impact, I saw he that. put his yeah. shoulder right into the head right, right, of Jonathan right. Lucroy. And it's like, this used to be routine in the game, and is it a dirty play by Marisnik, or it's everything happens so quickly if the guy doesn't react the way that you expect – now you're protecting yourself, and you end up just barreling into Lucroy, and it's you know it's not what you want to see that kind of scene. But like Yadi Molina is on Instagram, and he's you know saying "f you" to everybody that it's a terrible play, and you know everyone who's arguing otherwise is is different. I mean, it's it's just remarkable at, at how a play that. We would have blinked at it years ago. We would have said, all right, what happened here? Or that's a hard-nosed play or whatever it was. And now it's like, oh, you got to throw Jake Marisnik and suspend him and get him out of here. It's a it's a far cry in a, a short period of time. Yeah, if you if you go to uh, Yachty's um, Instagram, like you were just saying. He's just saying F you to people. Yeah, yeah, he is. But a lot of people were, were chiming in here. Like uh, Verlander wrote fake news. Uh, like a lot of the other players are are, are in on this. See, I thought Marisnik. I didn't think Marisnik had the goal of running over Lucroy. I thought he got caught up and didn't know where to go, and everything happened so fast. He braced to protect himself, which obviously put Lucroy. So this in is interesting to me though, because you don't normally see players reply to each other's comments. So like Bregman chimes in here, is clearly a teammate on the Astros. Yeah. Uh, They're Jake, protecting their guy. Yeah, yeah, but you don't. Typically, see that. I feel like this is a new, this new, new, new era. Well, here. yeah, Instagram era. You here, know so. what though? You see it a lot in the NBA and in other sports. Right. And I think this is this is good. Where the players are, you know, they don't have to do it through the media. They can, you know, unfiltered, put it out, argue amongst themselves, and everyone can kind of see the the different viewpoints. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. So let's hit the phones again. Another familiar voice. What's up, RM? Rally. Rally ban. Steve oh. McCarthy is a man of his word, and he looks very dashing in that cape. Thank you. I thought I think I do too. I feel pretty good about it. It's the- and let me tell you let me tell you something. That night he was doing some spins around. He was he was embracing it. He loves it. <laughs> I'm in, baby. I'm in the, the rally world order now, so you know, it's a whole new life for me. You know, and I was I was uh, telling Pete this before we uh, went live here. There was at some moments of the game where Brody's sitting next to me, and I'm talking to Indard or Lizzie or whatever. Happens to be two strikes. I got a little like elbow to the to the side from from Brody. Like, hey, let's go. Two strikes. Get up. Like, <laughs> it, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. Uh, I don't know. Do you think that I... Uh, it was my he, first time out in the group. Like, you know, Brody gets all the attention. But, you know, that was the first <laughs> time. Too. I had to learn the, the whole two-strike, you know, stand-up and then the, the strikeout thing. I probably couldn't do it for you out of memory right now, but I started to figure That's it out. Easy. He, Brody figured it out quicker than I did. I will give him credit for that. But we always have to give credit to uh, the king, Mike, since I'm in the upper deck. Some people, whenever we post the videos of the strikeout champ, people think that we're pretending that we invented that and we didn't. Mike, the king, Cassiano. Whatever. I mean, so you always got to give credit to where things start. And uh, and, and we do. And you do. It's become so. a thing where we kind of brought it on the road and we're doing it with a thousand people. So it's, it's pretty fun. So anyway, Rally, uh, is Pete Alonso going to win the uh, Herman Derby night or what? Fuck yeah, he is. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I have every bit of faith in him, just like we all do. And hey, that's the one thing we can be positive about. We can be happy about this season. I get it. Listen. 
The villagers are coming after me. They got lit torches. They got pitchforks. I might as well have a fucking bullseye on my cape. So being rally man is the hardest job I've ever had. Ever. Doesn't pay that well either. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Pays in, in, in maybe uh, pays in me wearing this cape right now, rally man. Come on, that is <laughs> it fulfills you. Listen, first off, I don't know why capes are not in. Come on, comic book <laughs> movies are the most popular thing right now. I'm I mean, why wouldn't you? I'm starting to agree. I'm uh, wear this home. We'll see. If I lose a bet, maybe I'll rock one. Uh, all right, rally. We'll see you at the ballpark, right, man? Uh, I got one. I got. I got a question for you guys. Oh, good, good. Uh, since there's a lot of negativity, and they, listen, people have called me delusional, they've called me, oh, okay, you're just ignoring everything, and uh, that's, not the, that's not the case. Uh, um, you know, I, I have an opinion. I don't voice it as, as, as prominently, because I am a figure of positivity. I've kept to that. But what is your definition of a fair-weather fan? And with that, uh, I'm going uh, to punch out here, guys. Great talking to you, and uh, hey, let's go Mets, baby. Later, Rally. Be good. Rally, man. If I wear this home right. on the subway, you think uh, everyone will move to the other car? Maybe. I'll think you're a blank man game. over here. Uh, um, fair weather fan? Yeah, you go first on that one. What is it? Like, you don't, you're not going to – I just think it's a, it's a BS term. You know, not everybody has to be a diehard. You don't have to watch every freaking game. You know what? The team stinks and you tune it out. It's not the end of the world. Right. Is that considered fair weather? Like, if you're only in – you know, when the team is good and then you don't pay attention for years at a time, it's a little more fair weather. But if you're going to be around opening day, you're excited the team is back, you're into it, and they don't play well in the second half, you tune it out. I, I can't say I blame somebody for that at all. I cannot stand the term real fan mm. or whatever you want to say. True Yankee. At all. Because you know what it is? With the whole Brody thing, just to bring that up again. People reply to his post, well, you should if you're sitting with the real fans, then you wouldn't have had the same reaction. And who's to say who's a real fan, who's not a real fan? You could be a boycotter staying home and watching the game every night. You're still a real fan. If you're a fan, you're a fan. No one you don't have to uh, impress anyone with your fandom. You know, if you want to cheer like Rally Man, wear a cape, or you want to sit home and curse at S and Y and not give the Will Ponds any money, you're both fans. You're both fans of the team. That's just the way that you decide to be a fan. And if you want to sit with us or you don't want to sit with us or you want to stay home, everyone's a fan and there shouldn't be any judgment. But like you said, if you're just completely tuned out because they suck, then that's fair weather. But as far as comparing fandom and who's a real fan, who's not a real fan, it's all bullshit. It's just like it's an entertainment sport. Seinfeld was on on Friday night with the guys. And he said, this is a television show. Mm -hmm. I watch the television show to listen to Gary, Keith, and Ron just as much as I do watch the team. And uh, watch. And, and, and the someone... Mets always have fun subplots, right? right? So There's it's, always something it's going entertainment. On. And you know what? The way that people go after each other to, to belittle each other because they don't cheer the way you cheer. Who cares? It's so stupid. There's so many more things in the world to worry about than uh, the Mets. And you know what? It is a lot of people's lives. Uh, certainly the players, it's their livelihood. And for me too, I mean, this is, it turned into a job for me as well. But to compare fandom with someone else is so fucking stupid because everyone's going to do what they want. Like you said, it's not the end of the world. And now the other day, I, I think it was Saturday night, I thought for like a split second it was going to be date night. I'm like, do I want to go to the game tonight? And then I came to my senses. I'm like, I do not want to sit in the car for three hours to go watch the Mets lose. And uh, we went to a bar uh, on the water in Patchogue and had a, a better night. And that doesn't make me a worse fan. It just means I yeah, have does, options. No. no. Options, Pete. Options. Fairweather fan Darren over Give here. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, we are actually going to fill out our ballot here Yo, I'm for, for tonight for tonight tonight so. might be one of the last highlights of the season right pete alonzo home run derby <laughs> now he's already broken out in new york but this will be the national exposure all of a sudden the, the polar bears gonna go national tonight last right? year polar express last year this freaking guy's in the futures game and a monster shot in dc yeah, it wasn't a even a it wasn't even a sure thing that he was going to be on the team come mm -hmm. april 1st now he is leading the league in home runs by the all-star break is in the all-star game and is is tonight going to become a household name. So it's unbelievable how quickly this guy has burst onto the scene and, uh, you know, certainly we're pulling for him. So and it's amazing too, uh, you know, just 
I'll bring up some names that Mets fans don't want to hear, but some of the stories on Jared Kelnick and Justin Dunn, uh, they talked about Pete Alonso like a, a regal Yesterday, figure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even Keith Hernandez listened to him on SNY yesterday and some of Steve Gelb's reports, but it, it, they were comparing Alonso really to be in the heir apparent to David Wright in terms of how he goes about his business. And there's more than one reason to root for Alonso tonight. You could root for him to up his checking account a little bit, but also he's going to donate, I believe it's 5% to Wounded yeah. Warriors, and then an additional 5%, I could be wrong on yeah, the numbers, I got it up here from on Puma. Tunnel to Towers. Yeah. Uh, so those are two great charities. So you know, these are all phenomenal things. He's the guy answering the questions after every game. Somebody's got to do it for the Mets every year. And Alonzo's stepped up and been that guy as a rookie this year. That's not easy to do, especially this year, uh, for 90 games while you're trying to establish yourself and learn what it takes to be a big leaguer at the same time. Unbelievable. And, you know, I couldn't be more on board with him. And if you, if yeah. you missed out again on the second batch of Polar Bear tees, once we catch up, we will uh, ship them out and, and drop the third batch. So... Let's hit the phones. We got uh, Anthony in Alabama. What's up, Anthony? Hey, how you doing, guys? All right. Bam, all right. Yes, sir. Um, so I wanted to talk about the home run derby bracket since you guys have just started talking about it. Um, I, I did put Yelich down the first time um, and put Alonzo as the uh, second finalist. Um, but now I had to change the bracket because last night I didn't realize that Yelich is out with back issues now. Yeah. And they changed it to Chapman, Matt Chapman from the Oakland A's, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Yep, yep. Um, so now I put Alonzo as the winner. <laughs> yeah, so Chapman, like you said, Chapman's taken over for Yelich. So he automatically gets the uh, the one seed, even though he has less home runs. So the way they did it was whoever has the most home runs is, is the top seed. And, and uh, right. uh, you know, they didn't update it here. I'm on the MLB site right now. So Pete Alonso, it says 29, but he's at 30. Yelich is at 31. I'll so. tell you what, Chapman, though, that's not like a throw-in. I saw him back in college. <laughs> uh -huh. like, he hit bombs. He just hit absolute bombs in batting practice. Well, he you were saying it. you like Guerrero, and he's got the least amount of yeah. home runs of anyone uh, playing tonight. Or, uh, or I have a hard time picking against Guerrero, but I didn't I didn't quite study it and see Chapman. And I saw it was at Durham. Um, I don't know if you've ever been at the AAA Durham ballpark, but they have like a building right across the street, and he was hitting it into the third floor over there. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, I know he's got some pop, for yeah. sure. He's definitely got pop. I put him to beat Guerrero, believe it or not. I did put him to beat Guerrero, because Guerrero's young, and I just don't know. I don't think... Has he played at um, the, uh, Trop, uh, the Tribe Stadium yet? Well, I don't in, know if he has yet. It's in Cleveland, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's I don't been know if they've there. been there yet, yeah. Um, but I know Alonzo's got power all over the field, which is why I put him up there. That's why fun. I put him as the winner. Yeah, and the Mets haven't had a home run derby winner since Daryl Strawberry in 86. So, you know, if you could yeah. have one thing come true from 86, maybe this wouldn't be it, a home run derby champion. But you know what? We'll take it right <laughs> yeah. now, right? Take what you get. Exactly. Did you guys hear about what Alonzo said he's going to do if he wins? Yeah, yeah, we just we, we just spoke about that. Ten percent's going to charity. Five to uh, Tunnels to Towers and five to uh, Wounded Words, which is great, great, uh, I mean, I great gesture. Uh, yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, I hope he pulls it off. But I got like Chapman winning against Guerrero. I got Jock winning against Alex Bregman, and I just feel like it's going to come down to two lefties and two righties, and then at the end, it's going to be a lefty and a righty. Right, well, I think it's going to be Alonzo and Jock at the end. Well, time That's will tell. We're about six hours away from. Uh, Yo, let's fr fill out this bracket now. From I'm the getting, uh, entertainment. All right, and we'll talk to you later, man. We got a good scouting report, right, Anthony. Thanks, Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. All right, so let's hit our bracket. Clearly, yeah. we're, we're both pr picking uh, Pete. To beat Carlos, right? We no, no, we have to pick Alonzo to win. I think <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. rule. All right, so Chapman or Guerrero, who do you got? You know what? I'm going to change my my mind and go to Chapman. Okay. Do you agree with that? Sure. Because I was very on board with Vladdy Jr., but I'm telling you, I've seen Chapman in batting practice, like again, way back when, but he is not a throw in here. All right, so we care. got. I think he'll be into it. Bregman or Jock Peterson? I don't have a strong opinion here. I would, I would pick Jock. Okay. All right. Uh, Josh Bell or uh, Cuny Jr.? Josh Bell has had a tremendous year. I, I would go with Bell. Okay. So now we got Alonzo versus Bell. Well, just Polar Pete. Let's go. Okay. And now we got Chapman versus 
Peterson. Mm, you know what? Let's let's differentiate ourselves a little bit. We want to win here, right? right, right so right, right. I, I don't think that many people are going to be on the Chapman bandwagon. I'm into it. All right, let's, there you go. Let's go Chapman, Alonzo for the final. We're at least different from Anthony because he thinks it's going to be a lefty versus a righty. All right, so the questions here. Pick uh -oh. the player who will hit the longest home run in the 2019 Home Run Derby as measure, measured by StatCast. Alonzo, I really I believe that. Okay. He has the most power, most distance power of anybody that's in this competition. See, now this is where it gets you because this is kind of like um, uh, Price is Right. You have to type in your number here, and it's probably like if you go over or under, whatever's the closest. So pick the distance of the longest home run in feet. The distance of the longest home run. Well, the balls this year are just flying. Pick the difference. Hold on. Usually, wait. usually home run derby we're going over five hundred, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. For yeah. typical home run derbies, so they usually have, maybe it's the baseballs that they're using in the game today, or the ones that they've used in the derby in the past, and that's why they're flying out. Um, let's say, let's say like very low five hundreds. I was gonna say five fifteen. Okay. Is that too far? Well, let's let's go five thirteen. Okay. That way, again, differentiating ourselves. That's part of this. It's game theory. We've got to beat all these people. Millions of people are in this thing, so we can win $250,000. Pick the total number of home runs hit the entire derby oh, God. by all eight players. See, it was I, 221 last year. I get confused about the rules now. So now it's just like you have a certain amount of time on the clock no, and you just launch, was, right? But last year was also bullshit because Harper, they were throwing – the ball, you're supposed to wait till it lands before the pitcher can yeah, throw the next pitch, and they yeah, were not waiting. So, yeah. they, like, his number was inflated. But um, I don't know the rules anymore. Well, last year was 221. Well, just over under. Uh, Pittsburgh, where was it last year? It was in Washington last uh, year? Yeah, D.C. Yeah. was last year. Mm -hmm. Last year was 221. Mm -hmm. 223. Okay. 213. I like 13. Let's just go with 13. 213? I like 13. Pick the total number of home runs hit by the winning MLB player in the entire derby. Last year was 45. And then we'll fill out all this other shit afterwards. Well, Alonzo's going to hit like 80, right? Uh, we would hope. <laughs> 45 last year. I would say... Put him a little north of that. He's got to beat Harper. So 62. No, 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 no. way. <laughs> like 46. Like, you know, just, just a touch above Harper. 47. All right. Lizzie's in. 47. All right. And you know what's... You know, we're basically just telling everyone to go fill out this now exact same bracket. Now we just split the two hundred fifty k in thirds with like everyone who who watches the show and goes and does it themselves. Um, all right, cool. So that's the bracket. We'll fill, that was fill it? out the rest of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, what we are doing this weekend as well, though, is we're going to the Cyclones game. It's our third or fourth annual, third annual. Do you know Lizzie? Uh, Cyclones third, third annual. Third. It's our third annual trip this weekend. We are headed to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, to uh, watch the Cyclones. And um, if you haven't jumped on the rally bus yet, there are a couple spots left. If you want to hop on and get a ride from either the Exit Fifty Eight Park and Ride or uh, Little Neck Parkway in in Queens, we stop in. Uh, Little Neck Parkway in Harris Harding in Queens. We basically only stop there, so Lizzie can get on. And uh, anyone else who happens to live in Queens can jump That's on as right. well. But it's a great deal. It's $35 <laughs> round trip. That's definitely cheaper than uh, gas and parking and having to be a DD if you're a drinker. So definitely hop on the rally bus. A couple spots left. Head over to theseveline.com. Is Rally Man driving? Uh, or is it just a rally bus? I wouldn't mind Rally Man driving. Last year's driver was a lunatic. And oh. it was it was kind of scary. Oh my god, I completely forgot. Yeah, about it was that. a little scary, but uh, so he's not back. No, no, no. Well, you know the way Rally Bus works is it's like a crowdsourced, uh, like a GoFundMe for trips. Like you could set the trip up, and once it hits a certain amount of riders, the company uh, hits up a a bus company, and that's how they work. So they don't actually own any buses. It's pretty cool. So anyway, if you want to ride. Head on over to uh, thesellon.com, click the blog, and we'll get you there and back. Um, what we are going to do right now, though, is someone that sits with us is going to throw out the first pitch. So we printed out all the transactions of purchasers. There are a little over 1,000 tickets sold. 373 people purchased those tickets. So some people bought two. Some people bought one. And we are going to use a random number generator right now by going to pick a random number in Google. So you guys know that this is not uh This is how we should have done the home run rigged. derby. Oh yeah, right? So we type in 373, start it at one, click generate. Number 57, little Johan. Let's see who 57 is. 
The 57th purchaser is Matthew Walsh. So let's circle that and email him. He could either choose to throw it out himself or send someone in his place. Last year, I think we selected uh, someone and they had their dad do it. Remember the, the family came? Yeah, it was. he did a good job. So uh, congrats to Matthew Walsh. We will email you. And if you want to warm up the wing before Saturday. No pressure, but Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> was he 62 years old, he said? I think he's 65. A, 65, and he threw a perfect strike from the mound at City Field. So no Side-armed. No pressure. Did you did you watch him in the booth with the guys? No, I missed that actually. So uh, they put him on the spot. Not really put him on the spot, but like, what do you feel about this team right now? And uh, I think CPA or someone who actually this is two weeks in a row we're giving CPA a shout out. He put it on his Twitter account. He's like, oh, is uh, is Jerry now a shill as well? Because uh, he was also saying, oh, I think they got a shot. I, I I was saying before we were talking about this. I'm one of the most optimistic Mets fans besides Rally Man, and I. This season is toast. I, I, now I'm going through the motions of I really enjoy going to the games. I love hanging out with my friends and family. I love being at the ballpark. It's been something I've done my whole life, and it's not something I'm going to quit doing because the team is playing poorly. Still, we're still going to KC. We're still going to Cincinnati. We're still going to D.C. we got a lot going on this summer. So even though I think the uh, season is in the crapper, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop having a good time. But I met CPA at the outing. Did you? Yeah, yeah. You can't miss him. He's usually, usually rocking. Well, he has CPA a, uh, on the back, and it kind of stood out to me because how many people are you know rocking around CPA, Met fan, and yeah. What like, about the guy that had on? the custom uh, – I think his name is Ari who sits with us. He had a custom – Brody jersey. Did you see that? No. Because every year the members on our group can get custom jerseys, and you mm -hmm. get you get an anything and you anything you want in the back. So mm -hmm. I usually go with my last name. Uh, I don't know. But what does yours say? Uh, mine has said Lizzie up until this year. You just changed this year your last I changed name. Changed it to my last name. So if you look at uh, Brody, when he posted some photos and uh, from the other night, and he's posing with a fan that got BV Dubs on his back, which I thought that was a little. Uh, that's a little something. He thought it was pretty cool, and he signed it. He's like, yeah, I'll sign it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, let's hit the phones. Last call of the day. We got uh, another familiar voice. What's up, Shouty? Shouty. Hello, Darren. Hello, Pete. Hello, Lizzie. I'll do it quietly because I blew her ear out before. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I have the megaphone now, and it's Brody approved since he autographed it. So, you know, it's all That's good. That's hilarious. I read about that. Yeah, I read about that too. They, but they said it was a what they write bullhorn yeah. or I don't know who yeah. knows it, the same one of the the same uh, post that said we were uh, chanting. But anyway, so what do you got, Nancy? Oh, you you want to talk about the doc? I wanted to congratulate you on a job well done on the sixty-two thousand to one documentary. Oh, yeah. um, you you were amazing. I don't know how many takes it took you to do, but you were like right on it it was just so professional the whole thing was it was a really nice documentary and um I, it was just epic to see like you know the army kind of just in that whole thing but then they also showed other fans because apparently you know everyone thinks we're like the only fan club or something i don't right, know right, right. it's insane but no i just i didn't know if there was kudos at you but well done my friend well done yeah thank you i mean you can't say no to some press and uh sny called and actually not sny the company that got hired to make the film i guess sny hopped on board to just broadcast it but the company that made the film uh had contacted me during the off season about this this film about the 1969 Mets, Jets, and Knicks, how they all won the same year. But I was straight up with them. I'm like, I'm in my 30s. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell happened in the 60s. But yeah. they said that the angle they were going for b before they started talking about each team was kind of, uh, you know, compare it or show what the fandom is like now and then rewind 50 years. So, yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it's I'm happy with how it came out. And Thank you for the props. It was it was a good time, and uh, it broadcast on July third. So I don't know how many people were really. No, I saw it. You did. It you was watched? on after the game, so I watched a post game show, and then it went right into sixty two thousand one, and I was like, oh, there's Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes after and Joe then Namath, Shouty and Mr. Shouty. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Mr. Shouty of all people screaming. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> I was super proud, but you know, you're like, oh my God, and yes. it, 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 but it was uh, very well done, and. Um, it was just good to see they, you know, really gave them a shout out to the '69. That whole season was pretty phenomenal. And and by the way, before I forget, Pete, it was a pleasure to meet you. You were absolutely genuine. Oh, thank! I had a blast. I had fun out there. Gotta come back. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great time. And, you know, I think the company, I, I'm, I'm assuming or it's coming to mind that it was Thunder Road. And the the director also was behind uh, The Town and a bunch of big movies. So uh, it was a good time. And, and it was good. Happy to be a part of it. So uh, what else you got going on uh, on this week, Shadi? What do you, how do you fill in the four days of uh, break between now and Mets baseball on Friday? Well, since, you know, the, I have to drink heavily to get through all these games lately, my, my liver will be thankful. Because oh, yeah. yesterday was moonshine uh, that was getting me through it. Um, but just, I don't know, a little quality time with the Mr. Shouty, catch up on some things that have been lacking. But looking forward to Brooklyn. Yeah, it's going to be fun time. Are you taking the bus? Yes. No, and it can't. I was thinking about taking the bus, and I'm glad I didn't buy the tickets because it turns out Mr. Sherrod, has to work a mandatory shift. Uh, that means it does. they don't want to hear it. You have to work. Absolutely. So we would have got stuck with the bus and not been able to get back. He has to be back by 1030. So. All right. So listen, we'll see, the out there and we'll see you out there on Saturday, all right? Yes, we get to meet my son-in-law. So that would be Mr. Yeah. Shouty Jr. Bring the shout <laughs> You're oh, insane. Oh, God, Josh is going to kill me now. Be like, oh, God, my mother-in-law is a nutcase. But he knew <laughs> that already. Shout- we got the shouties and the rallies because the rallies, got their- they got their own clan, and you got your own also. So, all right, we'll see, we'll see you on Saturday, all right? All right, be safe, everybody. Get in there and shouty out, everybody. Big shouty. Oh, my God. <laughs> shouty out. She's so nuts. <laughs> I had the phone, like, on my shoulder as I was writing her name out, and she squealed, and it was so loud. I was like, Oh my God, he just broke my ear. He just <laughs> broke it. So we ought to get to the uh, share contest, and then we're going to call this thing an episode. Um, a very productive episode, by the way, because we just won $250,000. Well, tonight. Let's, not say, let's not say it too loud, because up. anyone who goes in will then have the option to then uh, put on in the exact... You know what? We should change Don't something. Let's change something. No, we're not we... going to change anything. That's it? Could you imagine if we changed it, and then we lost, and yeah. it would all be recorded that these chumps had the exact right numbers, and then we decided to change it? At the last minute, I can't risk that. No, yeah, no. I'm I'm kind of the same way. When I, I when I make risk. a selection like a a horse pick or or something, I can't go back on. No, that. no, absolutely. You just bet it again. So let's hit the uh, the share contest. If you're watching on Facebook, click the little share button right now. If you're watching on uh, Twitter slash Periscope, you can do the same and uh, click retweet. You'll automatically be put in the running to win a gift card from the Seven Line today. I don't know if we sent last week's gift cards out because we were so freaking backed um, up last week. He hasn't written me back. All right, last week was nuts. So if you if you won last week, I'm sorry that we didn't send it out yet, but we absolutely will. We uh, honor our I, commitments and over I, here. And I know who you are, and you will get it, I promise. Okay. So, uh, Lizzie, let me know when you're ready for the I FB. I am not ready at all. Hold on. Pete's double fisting over there. Yeah, I guess so. Did it open? It, like, opened a crack. There you go. You got to use keys or something. You don't want to waste a beer. Yeah, no, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. What are you doing the rest Post of the week? You, you, you working? You doing any S&Y? Yes. fan? So... Friday, I'm going to be – so Thursday night, Friday morning, I'm going to be on The Fan, 2 to 6 a.m., and then Friday afternoon, I'll be on SNY's show, The Thread, which oh, yeah. is on yeah, at 5 yeah. o'clock. So that'll be fun. It'll be my first time doing that. That's so looking cool. looking forward to that. So, yeah, a couple of things I got coming up. Awesome. Hell, yeah. All right, cool. So Lizzie is not ready. Uh, be able to call in, talk some meds if you're up in those late-night hours or if you get up very early. I would appreciate it because <laughs> it's like the Thursday after There's All-Star Week. Not and much kinda, going on, yeah. It's kind of chill. I've been lucky my last couple of shows on the fan. It was like the last game of the NBA Finals and then NBA Free Agency. And uh, this one, I'm going to have to work a little bit. So we'll uh, we'll make it work. So I just got a text from Jono, who is uh, our camera guy. And he was, he was putting together a piece for us to play on the show right now uh, from the Subway Series. But unfortunately... He had a terrible computer crash on the export, so we weren't able to play it for the show, so I'll post it afterwards on our social media. So, Lizzie, when you're ready, let me know. I'm ready. Someone's calling me. If you don't have a caller ID, don't call me. I'm never going to answer the phone. (laughs) Uh, You ready? Yeah. Let me just start from the top. Hold on. Okay. Tell me when. And go. Um, Ben... Cloninger. <laughs> All right, Ben, you win. Clone-inger. This person keeps calling me. I will not answer the phone. Uh, cancel. Sorry, guys. Let me get prepped over here. It's so weird when someone keeps just calling you back to back. Is that like back to back calls? Yeah. 
Well, if you hang up, don't leave a voicemail, and then I guess you think about it, and let me leave a voicemail and inconvenience this person even further rather than just shooting a text. Right, yeah. Come my on. I think my Come voicemail on, says, shoot me a text. I'm not shoot answering the text. your phone. It does. I'm, not, I'm not answering the phone. If I don't know who you are, I'm not answering the phone. Just shoot me a text, and that's that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Um, also, a little reminder, live after 5, we will be out there in Patchogue this Thursday. So... Um, we hit up, uh, it's a learning experience. So we hit up New Era and we got a cap rack that's going to go on the outside of the truck for this upcoming Thursday because, you know, our first time doing it uh, a couple weeks ago, we're selling out of the truck. We weren't kind of sure what to expect. It was a great time, but uh, the visibility of people can't look in the truck as well. So if you come out on Thursday, we're going to have a lot of hats, uh, some tees, accessories, flags, pins, whatnot. So capes? No capes. Coming mm -hmm. out to Pat Jog if I'm you want to hang out. It's a great time. I'm a cape guy now. Music, food, uh, beer, no capes. Uh, all right, Pete, let me know. All right, here we go. Stop. All right, Chris Kleiber. Let me see if he's ever won. This person will not stop calling me. Uh, you win. All right, cool, guys. So uh, shout out to uh, Pete, Jeff, and Jacob. Hopefully they make us proud out there. I it will. Uh, well, you too. Hopefully, they may, hopefully the See, Met... it's still confusing for me. What? Why does a Met star got to be named Pete? I don't like it. But he also no. he dropped the R, right? Because he was Peter. And yeah, then I've done, I did the same thing at like the same age that he did it, where I was like, oh, I like the way Peter's written, but when people call me Peter, I don't... But you added a Y. Like I guess. I'm, I'm Petey now. <laughs> All right, Petey. So we'll see you guys next Monday. Hopefully, um, you know, I'd like to see Pete, not you. Yo, Pol I want to win Polar money. Polar Pete win. I want to I mean, win money listen, tonight. If Alonzo wins, it's a bonus. But now I'm into the $250,000 here. That's what I care about. Beer's on you. I'm going to buy a lot of capes. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. See you next Monday. And uh, that's it. See you then. Have a good one.